your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Write it down. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. I want to tell you a story to illustrate this point. Dina and I have known each other for, for several years, lots of years. I think she started coming to my church because it was my church. I was a pastor's kid, so it was mine. Um, <clears throat> when you were like, what, eight or seven, seven or eight or something like that? So I was a year younger. That's right, I married an older woman. That's right, tell your friends. Um, it's, it's, is it exactly a year and two months? Yeah, okay. So a year and two months, yeah. Our birthdays are on the same day, on the 9th. Hers is a March and May, so mine's May, so it's really easy. Anyways, we've known each other for a long time. <clears throat> we were both kind of shy, though, so we weren't really, like, friends, friends, uh, maybe until we got into youth group time. Um, and then about the time when I was 14 or so, um, I began to, to think of her a little bit more than, than prior. Um, and thinking of her differently, maybe less of this friend, this other girl in the youth group, and more as maybe a, a potential um, life mate, uh, if you will, yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of where my thoughts started to go, but here's kind of the fun part of the story, is at the time I was currently uh, dating <clears throat> this other girl who, no, listen, listen. <laughs> no, <clears throat> it's going to get way worse. By the end of the story, you're probably going to boo me, and I'm fine with that because I boo myself. Um, but so this other girl, like we were childhood friends, we kind of grew up together. Um, so like when I was like 10 or something, she was just like, hey, we should date or something. And I'm like, whatever. I don't even understand what the word means. I'm 10. I just learned to talk last year. I don't know what that means. <clears throat> so we kind of, we like, we, we didn't really go out on dates or anything. We went to middle school dances together, I think. And yeah, those were gross. Um, <laughs> there was plenty of room. Uh, I, don't, I think I danced with her maybe once or twice. I got slapped every single time, though, for not dancing with her. Like, that's a true story that happened. And I remember the girl's name who did it every time, but I'm not going to say her name. But anyways, so, so my thoughts were, were being consumed by this beautiful, funny, athletic, awesome ginger. <laughs> right? And, but I was like, with this other girl, you know, it was rough. So eventually, after, after many moons... Uh, of building up courage, I made my move. But before I, had, I made my move, I had to get rid of uh, the other girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, what I did was one night, I, I just had, like all my feels were just pouring out. Um, and I wrote her a note. And uh, I folded up. <laughs> hey, I didn't, have, I didn't have texting. So this is my version of texting. Um, so I wrote her this note and I folded it up like a football, which is what we did. And, and uh, I like ran by her and gave it to her and then like ran away. And then uh, I assumed she read it because she was really somber the next time I saw her. And then like we never talked about it or anything. We just kind of went our separate ways and whatever. Um, but then I had to make my move um, to get Dina. And I, it was just a foregone conclusion. I just had to do it. Because uh, I mean, look at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. Feel free to laugh. That's okay. Um, so we, we competed in the, the Fine Arts Festival. Maybe if you don't know what it is. Uh, we competed as, in a human video group, which is basically we acted out a song. Okay? And we did really good. It was really awesome. And we advanced from districts here to, to the national um, 
competition. So we went, and we were in our church van, uh, the church van that we had until last year, or whenever that was, and we were riding uh, to Kansas City, and um, I thought, hey, this seems like a really good time to make my move. So I wrote her a note. <laughs> I folded it up like a football, and I was in the back, and she was in the front of the van, and I passed it up. Uh, here's the thing, though. Like, the girl I just broke up with was in that vehicle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. She maybe, if she didn't touch the note itself, she definitely saw what was happening in that moment. Um, yeah, so she... <laughs> I was, like, 14 or 15. Uh, <laughs> all right, but hey, hey, long story short, she accepted and we're married and we have three kids and we're, we lived happily ever after. So I don't, I don't regret what I did, just maybe the manner in which I did it was not awesome. Is this a, a relevant question? Okay. Then I, well, then that's a pickle. <laughs> That is a long time ago. Anyways, so the point of this, this ridiculous story is to say that, that thoughts pushed me into action. Uh, and they kind of do that in, in some capacity. Usually your thoughts will motivate you and they will move you to some sort of, of action. Obviously, I was young and I handled this situation really poorly. Um, but I don't regret how it turned out. <clears throat> but again, I want to draw you back to that quote. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Let's talk about our thoughts here for a, a couple minutes. We are shaped by our actions, but often before our actions, there's a thought, right? There's a thought that, that motivates us to actions. We're always thinking and we always have thoughts. Somebody did this ridiculous study, and I don't even know how they would do this, but apparently we have between 50 to 70,000 thoughts every day which is about 35 to 48 per minute, right? So you are, are constantly thinking, and I'm not sure how you did this. If it was just one dude sitting in a room, he's like, oh, I'm having a thought, I'm having a thought, I'm having a thought. <clears throat> yeah. Thought, thought, thought. The thought was a thought, and then the tally was a thought. That would be confusing. So they did it, but that's kind of about what it is. 50 to 70,000 thoughts every day. We're not only thinking about a lot of different things, but our thoughts are being shaped by a lot of different things as well. Our thoughts are shaped by our culture, um, by media, um, through the music we listen to, through the TV shows that we watch and the, the movies that we watch and video games and all these different forms of media. They're, they're all shaping the way we think. It's really true if you do this on K-Love. It's this Christian music station. Um, they have this 30-day challenge where you're just supposed to listen to, to K-Love uh, Christian music for that 30 days. And if you, if you are a person who listens to a lot of, of pop radio, uh, a, lot of can, a lot of popular radio, um, and then if you stop listening to that and then start listening to Christian music, you're definitely going to notice a difference. And that's going to be the case um, when you change genres and different types of music too. You're going to change because that source of media really affects the way you think, right? If you're listening to music that's all about sex and it's all about um, demeaning women, and it's all about, uh, with all this vulgarity and different things, that's really going to dramatically affect the way you think, dramatically. Um, so that's one way. And also so social media um, affects the way we think, too, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. All these different things feed into to our thoughts. 
um, popular culture is all around us, uh, especially for you guys as teenagers, you're kind of immersed in it. It's a bigger chunk of your life than it is. Popular culture is, is different for me than it is for you, but you're kind of immersed in it right now, um, and it's influencing your thoughts constantly. Friends influence your thoughts. Um, a, a good chunk of your life is, is kind of formed and shaped by your friends. Uh, I talked about this in, a couple weeks ago. Um, the quote that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? Our friends influence a lot of what we do and especially our thoughts. What our friends are saying to us, what they're doing, these different things influence the way that we think. And then our family influences our thoughts as well. Um, this is kind of a no-brainer. Your family shapes you from birth. They, they pour into you and they kind of feed you what you're going to be. Um, a lot of who you are and will become comes from your family. And it's, it's really, truly amazing um, how much your family molds you and shapes you. It's like, for me, as a parent now, I find myself saying and doing a lot of things um, to my kids that they said and did to me. And it's, it's really scary sometimes. And it's not like I'm making this conscious decision to say, oh, my dad used to do this, so I'm going to do this, or say the same things. That doesn't happen, right? It's just uh, they're a part of my thoughts, and they shape my thoughts, my family. Uh, so they're obviously uh, a big key to that. And then religion also shapes our thoughts as well. What or who is the right God to believe in? Is there a God? Um, afterlife and purpose of life have, have been a huge deal um, to humans to try to figure out what our purpose is and what happens after we die. Um, philosophers have tried for centuries to try to figure out th these different answers. So um, obviously religion and the thoughts that come with that affect our thoughts as well. So we're told through all of these different things what to think and in turn how to live. Um, and really what life is really about. Whether consciously or subconsciously, we're being shaped by our environment and the different surroundings that we live in, that we engage in. There was one person who challenged this world in its thinking. Obviously, that person was Jesus. Uh, there's no other person who has really had a greater influence on someone's thinking or has challenged everyone that he came in contact with quite like Jesus did. He understood that what we think often determines what we do in the life that we live. Um, in Matthew, in his, in his uh, Sermon on the Mount, he talks about um, adultery and murder and compares them to, to lust and hate. He says, you've heard it said you shouldn't commit adultery and you shouldn't commit murder, but I say to you that if you even look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery, and if you've already had a hateful thought in your heart, you've already committed murder. So he, he tied these two together, the thought to the action. He understood how important it was that we control our thoughts. So today we're going to look and see what Jesus had to say about truly living. Um, what Jesus said and what we're about to read really rocked the world and challenged the thinking of every human being that have ever, has ever lived. So let's look at some Jesus' thoughts. We're going to look at uh, Luke 9. So if your Bible open up to Luke 9, Luke 9, 23 through 25. Everybody there? For time's sake, I'll read this one, and I'll let somebody read the next one we're going to do. It says, Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. 
but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for If you think about this passage that we, re- that we just read, it's really the complete opposite of what you and I are hearing every single day. All right, Jesus is calling us to live dead, and to live dead is to find true life, and that's a weird concept for us to understand. There's two parts of this passage that we're going to talk about. The first is that living dead or, or live dead thinking is a result of daily dying. Right? Verse 23 talks. every day are about ourselves and they're about our selfishness. We have to turn from these thoughts and we must be picking up our cross daily. We can't be focusing on ourselves, but we have to be dying to ourselves in our thought life. In the time of Jesus, picking up a cross was a a very shameful thing to do. It resulted in the shame of the deeds that you've done or that you've committed to deserve that cross. The for criminals was taking that cross, the thing that they were going to die on, and carrying it up to the place where they were going to die. It was horrible. But Jesus is saying now in this moment that if you want to be my follower, it's going to require your death, your death to yourself, your He brings up this idea that to gain the whole world is to really gain nothing at all. It's really to lose. We are constantly being told to do whatever you have to to get ahead of the next person, right? As you have on Instagram, it's all about us and us beating other people, us being better than other people, getting ahead of other people. And it was the same in the, back in the time of Jesus, and this statement shocked the world. Essentially, we are forever lost and not satisfied with life until we completely give up our life for Jesus. I mean, look at all the crazy, depressed, rich people out there. You hear stories all the time of these people who have so much money, and they have all this stuff, but yet they're so depressed, and they're And these crazy things, something just happened, uh, was it yesterday, or to that basketball player, Lamar Odom, and it kind of... They have all this stuff, but yet it just isn't enough. When Jesus spoke, he challenged people's thinking, so in turn that they might all begin to live dead. Bibles to Romans, Romans 12. If you're still in Luke, just flip a Marcus, that's hilarious. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Great. So Paul.
When you offer yourself to God daily and no longer copy the thinking of the world, God, God's transforming life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. God's will is think, then he exposes his will to you. Some of you maybe have walked in here tonight with all kinds of different thoughts. Maybe some thoughts of, of anger, maybe some of depression, maybe some even like if we actually applied the words that Jesus spoke in Luke 9 that we read before. 